Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I'm someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing! So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. This is a big news week. I feel a little out of shape. I know. It's been a while since we've had so much to talk about. Yeah, I think like, well, it's just different because it's like different news in different aspects, not just like Trump sit. Well, exactly. there is Trump news, though, still. <laughs> there is <laughs> Trump news in the background. But it's not like all him either. Right. And it's still happening without him, which makes it feel kind of even more chaotic in a sense. So we're going to, excuse me. (laughs) Frog in your throat, Amanda. Apparently. So we're going to start with a few updates about the killing of Dante Wright, because when we recorded yesterday, it was quite early in the day. And I think our listeners keep up with everything, but it just didn't feel right to not address this at all as we're learning more because we've learned so much since yesterday. Um, And, you know, yesterday we didn't really know what we could discuss because the details weren't out, but the story remains A lot of the details have come out, but the story is still that there was absolutely no justification as there rarely is uh, for his life to have ended in that moment. So we've learned a bit more that I'll go over quickly now. Dante Wright was pulled over for expired tags. The air fresheners could have played a role too. Minnesota does have some rules against these blocking the view. And it just sounds like we said yesterday, another reason to pull over and harass black people for no good reason. So during that stop, officers discovered that a gross misdemeanor warrant for Wright's arrest had been issued. But court records also indicate that uh, this right had been this warrant had been sent to the wrong address. It had been returned. We don't know if he ever received that. It has nothing to do with what happened in that moment. But there's just so many factors here that show how at risk this young man was in that moment because of just so many compounding factors. Yeah, and that's one thing I keep like hearing and thinking about is like it's actually really easy to not know that you have a warrant out for your arrest like it's not that crazy for someone not to know because mail went to the wrong place like I've I've known people who like didn't show up for a jury duty because they missed a letter or whatever and like you find out you have a warrant out for your arrest and you have to go down to the courthouse so it's not like when it's like some people use that to be like, oh, he had a warrant out for his arrest. And it's like, you can get a warrant out for your arrest for a lot of dumb reasons. And you cannot know that you have one out for a lot of really understandable reasons, especially if you're 20. Yeah. And everybody's tags are expired. Like you get pulled over if, if you even, you get pulled over if it's like that time of the month where cops need to meet their quota. And if you're a white person, they politely tell you, hey, you need to like have this dealt with and they let you go. And this yeah. man was pulled over and then harassed and then his life ended over it. The police officer who shot Dante is a white woman named Kim Potter. 
The police chief yesterday said that she meant to deploy a taser instead of a gun, which makes this killing accidental. This, quote, accident happened after Kim was on the force for 26 years. She's also a president of Brooklyn Center's police union, which should be interesting. Mm. And this happened uh, 14 miles away from where Derek Chauvin is under trial. In fact, yesterday, his brother, Philonos Floyd, testified it was a very devastating day. And today, the defense begins its case, which I can't really think of a worse time for the defense to (laughs) begin its case. But Millie, I saw you tweeted yesterday that what the police chief said that this he believes this was an accident. This was an ax a tragic accident has the same energy to it as uh, he just had a bad day. Why are those things sort of on the same plane? I mean, I think at the essence of like Black Lives Matter and like even just Lives Matter, the value of a human life is more important than these like mistakes. Like it's it's not like a whoopsie, you know? And I mm-hmm. think I think that's the core of the the essence of the movement of like like to it feels like to white people um these lives are these are just whoopsies like oh well like i made the i sent a i sent a bcc instead of reply all you know or whatever and 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 these are people's lives and i think like the the value of a human life has really in this country just really really like have has gotten so diminished you know yeah. with all the school shootings and all the stuff and it's just like yeah this isn't a whoopsie like somebody's not gonna have a dad for the rest of their life and that's going to shape their relationships forever you know what i mean and like somebody's not going to have a son a brother of this because somebody you know because somebody who was working for 26 years made a mistake and then like it's not even fine mistakes happen but it's just like what the fuck just be like this is wrong and i shouldn't have done that and we will punish accordingly and that's the problem and that people bring up gang violence and all this shit that kind of has nothing to do to me has nothing to do with this but the thing is for the most part like people when you murder someone like for the most part it gets prosecuted or you know what i mean like but like people get in trouble if they find it if there's evidence like even when it's an accident even when it's an accident so it's just like why is this like, why are we trying to do the whoopsie justification? Like, I guess yeah. that's the thing. I just, I just feel like since we've been watching Derek Chauvin and all that stuff, like one of the things that has struck me watching the prosecution do its case of Chauvin is just the sheer number of people who are traumatized when one of these events happen. Like someone loses their life, but then like if you, you know, have been following this, testimony that's been going on it's been person after person bystanders members of his family Mm -hmm. the kid who called in the 20 dollars bill who's 19 years old and just kind of didn't know what to do at his job like so many people get traumatized who witnessed this who saw this entire thing i mean he after got after he got shot he crashed his car like you know because he was shot and driving a car so like the ripple effects on a community are so far reaching. And for Minneapolis to be going through this basically twice at the same time, it's like, it's just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm trying to take in the sheer amount of trauma that is being experienced yeah. in this community right now. Did you guys see that Courtney Ross, who is George Floyd's um, prior girlfriend who testified during the trial, she also knew Dante Wright. She was not close with him, but she was very familiar with him. She was actually speaking 
Um, she was speaking at a separate memorial event for young men who had been killed by police in St. Paul. Um, and as she was on the way home, somebody told her, and I'm going to quote her. She said, no, is he light skinned and really skinny? And then people told her yes. And she said, I said, no, no, I couldn't believe it. And talked yeah, a little bit about what he was kid. like. Yeah. He's so um, little. When you like look at his pictures, he's just like a baby. Well, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of Elijah McLean of like just a, s- a skinny kid. Like it's just a little kid. And it's also just like the humanity of people like. You know, this is like when Don Jr. makes a mistake, he's a kid, mm-hmm. even though he's like in mm-hmm. his mid 40s. Um, when right. Matt Gates pays for prostitutes, like he's just like a kid who's figuring out. But the it prostitute out. is an adult. But the prostitute's <laughs> an adult, right? I'm sorry, sex worker also, but she's and she's 17. She She's an adult. Yeah, but like she's when an these, adult. These, <laughs> these people die, they're grown adults who had a, arrest warrants and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, so ridiculous and to speak to like the trauma and the like the processing of it all i watched um the talk like uh the talk had their first episode back since the sharon osborne thing and they had like a special episode Mm -hmm. it was really good because they had like um a DEI con- it's ba- it was basically like a DEI consultant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, hey, everybody who didn't get a chance to speak because Sharon was talking over you, where's your chance? And then they had like a psychologist who was just like, this is what racial trauma is. It's a stress injury over and over. And like what unconscious bias is and all that. I thought it was like I- incredibly cool and progressive for a daytime talk show to use their platform to explain to people like who don't get it or who might not get it, you know, like what it means to be traumatized over and over again. And even just like the trauma and the burden of having to explain things, you know, all that stuff, like, you know, just speaking to what Elise was saying, I I thought that special was incredibly informative and great and like kind of, um, you know, a little related to what is going yeah. on. I'm just like, you know, it's not just like black and white of, you know, police brutality and nothing, you know, and like everyone else is like cool, you know, it's like all these other unconscious biases that we have to, but, you know, because I feel like that's what's it's like, okay, why was it an accident? Why in that moment, like if it had been a white person, something in her brain would have added another step before reaching and making sure that she had the right one because, I haven't confirmed this, but the pictures show like a bright yellow taser and a pistol and they don't look anything like each other and they are drastically different weights. Like you were saying, like Phoebe Robinson, I was thinking about her. She has a new show coming out like on Comedy Central, huge, like, and she's had to spend this week talking about this while she's been trying to promote her show. She can't just be like, talk about her amazing comedy show that she's been working for years to get. She has to be the one talking about watching people that look like her get murdered day after day after day yeah and like you know she probably (laughs) had a plan for what her social media was going to look like this week and you know when you have a show coming out like you you have like some posts that need to go up and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and I mean obviously that's not like like people's Instagram feeds will survive but you're to your point like you know people of color have their lives and like black people specifically and black women specifically have their lives interrupted by this because they're expected to also like make a statement. And I just feel like it's just so dark. Like 
people are sharing that little flyer with like the size of his baby shoes no. to buy his baby clothes. It's just like this is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. This is so fucked up. And there is like an executive order. If you like, I, I mean, this is not Biden, but I was just thinking about like Biden made a statement about banning AR-15s and AR-17s. Mm-hmm. And but like, I'm just like, what's gonna happen? Like, this can't keep. This can't keep going on. And just in my college, we had, we've had, I mean, post-graduation, like we've had a lot of like racial incidences and stuff and like even on campus and there's been like that whole reckoning and stuff. And <clears throat> I've st- I started a black student union at my college, like, you know, and I mean, a black alumni union, there's a black student union now, which didn't exist. And um through our, you know, we got a, a, D, a DI consultant, a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant to come and teach the alumni, like alumni about unconscious bias. And this guy's like an amazing, he worked at Morehouse, like an amazing, like tenure background. And he was saying that he's, he was like, I don't know if he worked with Minnesota police because mm-hmm. he does police trainings, like on unconscious bias around the country. And he was like, yeah, like we specifically talk, but like they didn't want to do like the next step or they didn't want to do the follow-up thing or something. And like, and they're just trying George to Floyd, check a box, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about George Floyd. He wasn't talking about, I mean, this thing happened a few days ago, but like this was just over the summer that we were, we had this unconscious bias training. And um, yeah, like I was just thinking about that. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it, it goes back to like that reform versus abol- abolition Right. And somebody and I saw someone tweet like, do cops really need to do traffic stops? No, I don't think so. It no. does you can scan people's license plates. And that's what happened to uh the army lieutenant as well, who luckily made it out alive, but is now suing Virginia. I don't know if you guys saw the cell phone yes. video. There was there was the video that it came out originally of like the dash cam, but um Caron's video, his cell phone video is devastating to watch. Because you can just sort of tell he's like not sure how it's going to end for him. And he's just like making sure he knows all of his rights and he's listing them and they're just shouting back at him. It's just, and as people were saying yesterday, it's like, this is, especially in Minnesota, you had one job while the Derek Chauvin travel was going on. I mean, to not kill an unarmed black person. If they can't be on their best behavior during this, it just really shows like the level of corruption, like like the raw, how deep deep it goes. Like Mm -hmm. they can't. I mean, that's so crazy to me. It's yeah, crazy, everyone, but it the is, world is watching. Like, yeah, exactly. It is that the whole world is watching type thing, and it still happens. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not 
hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So today we're also going to briefly address this morning's breaking news about the CDC's announcement and the FDA's announcement regarding the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I'm in touch with a couple of doctors that I'm hoping to grab to either add to this episode or later in the week. It doesn't matter when. I want to make sure you guys hear that context from a health professional. Uh, and not as just many. a couple of comedians yeah. reading things they've read off on Instagram. As <laughs> some angry <laughs> listeners have reminded me, I am not a doctor, so I will not try to be. Oh <laughs> so I'm just going to read the straight up news that we have and some reactions that I think we do have experience with, at least I have, which is taking medication that can very easily cause blo- blood clots, <laughs> which makes this sudden alarm a little bit confusing. So the breaking news this morning is that the CDC and FDA are recommending that the U.S. pause the use of Johnson & Johnson's one-dose COVID-19 vaccine over six reported U.S. cases of, quote, rare and severe blood clots. These six reported cases are among more than 6.8 million doses. So that is a that is a rate of less than one in one million. The reason that we didn't know about this during the trials was because uh, they didn't test a million people in the trials. That's not typically how big trials are. They tested about 44,000. It's worth noting that about one in a thousand women can develop blood clots while on the birth control pill. If you've ever been prescribed the birth control pill, uh, if you ever smoke cigarettes on it, you think about this every day. (laughs) I spent like 10 years of my life thinking about this. It's kind of scary, but like many medications, there are are trade-offs in a cost-benefit analysis, which I think has prompted the reaction to this, which has been, I think, twofold. One, that this is so rare that people are a little rate that the CDC and the FDA have decided to come out with this announcement. The CDC and the FDA have sort of tried to couch that we're just being really responsive. And if you actually read their statement, they're sort of like, we're just going to pause to make sure the medical community is ready to deal with this, Mm. to make sure that doctors understand the symptoms, to expect to hear from people. You know, if you're going to go to a physical and you say, I've had headaches and you also got the J&J vaccine, that's just something that doctors should should take a minute and a beat to know. That is my understanding. I'm not a medical professional. That's what the statement said. But number two, it just sort of feels like the FDA or these agencies chose like the literal worst time to start pretending to care about women's health. Um, <laughs> the, the risk of blood clots is so, so small compared to medications that we take day to day. And it just, to me, this falsely magnifies the risk for folks. And it's hard because There's also a lot of vaccine hesitancy still, which we're also going to talk about. So I feel like these agencies are are trying to be responsive to that and show that they're trustworthy and not hiding information. But I guess my question to you guys is, do you think it's on the FDA and CDC to be more conservative in these announcements or is it exclusively on the media to take these announcements and report them correctly? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I... I think that what we've seen from the from the pandemic is that it's on the FDA and the CDC because they put out information that scientists will understand or people who are familiar with like the scientific process will understand like, oh, it's just a pause to get everybody on the same page or like sometimes this happens in a vaccine trial or, oh, when something is 88 percent effective, that's actually really good. And that's actually this. But 
they they don't take into account a sensationalizing media, which is what the media is just going to do. Like, yeah, it would be great if the media was really responsible with how they reported everything on COVID-19, but they're not. And they're not doctors either. And they're not scientists either. So it's really I do feel like one of the things we've learned in this pandemic is that like the medical establishment and the scientific establishment also needs a bedside manner, Mm. just like your individual doctor. And I think that once we're out of this thing, pandemic response agencies and stuff like there should be a real look at like the way the public communications aspect of this was handled and like how much misinformation and fear mongering has been allowed to spread and what could have been done to prevent some of that stuff. Yeah, I feel like given another political climate, like just how we got and like how we got here and even the CDC, the CDC saying that like masks don't work and then to where we are now, like surface transmission, surface transmission, like it's difficult. Um, It's difficult because it's like, yeah, maybe if we from the start had like effective communication and everything went well and stuff like this wouldn't be such a big problem. But it just seems like now we're just starting to get um, everything together and it comes with this. And it's just like people are were already like kind of anxious about Mm -hmm. the J&J vaccine, Mm -hmm. which personally, I'm just like. It seems just such such an easier solution mm-hmm. to do once and just get it out totally. of the way than like the go the whole going twice and scheduling thing, which is a nightmare for so many people. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about mm-hmm. how it's annoying right before we started recording. Yeah, like getting four days off and st- you know what I mean. Like, yeah, well, the Johnson and Johnson is also like the preferred vaccine for like like unhoused people because they. I mean, it, you're not. If you don't have like a place that you live or if you're suffering from like mental illness or just like insecurity of many different kinds. You don't have an iPhone with a QR code on it. Yeah, like like you're not going to go. You're not making two appointments. Yeah, this (laughs) better three weeks apart. Like you don't know where you're going to fucking be in three weeks. It's not even that. Like, I mean, yes, like unhoused people, but just in general, like. Like we were saying a few weeks ago, it is challenging to like move your your work days around or travel an hour outside of where you live to get this. You know, it, it, it's just it, it. Yes, like unhoused people and also everybody like it's just so much easier to do one and done. Right. And also what what's concerning about this news as well is because Johnson Johnson is not an AstraZeneca. I think they're both the same technology and neither are the mRNA, which for people that had just irrational concerns and just really weren't into the idea of brand new technology. I mean, it's not new. They've been doing it for decades and they just finally were like, oh shit, we really need it now. Um, The one shot was like an alternative that didn't seem as sci-fi to people. And so that's especially, but so we're talking about I've heard a lot of experts say we just need to get politics out of the vaccine and COVID conversation, but it's like, we didn't bring it in. 
So I don't know how it like it's not it's not political. And I don't really know how we can shove politics out of it when that's not on us. So another issue related to this is just vaccine hesitancy in general. There is a huge surge in the Midwest specifically, or maybe only Michigan at this point, but also New York and New Jersey are are not great. And some public health experts experts are really warning for a very serious like fourth wave of of death, largely because of the B117 variant. So some doctors and public health officials are calling for the Biden administration to extend the amount of time between doses so that we can inoculate as many Americans as possible with at least one dose before that turns into a true wave. In Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer is begging for more vaccines, while doses in places like Mississippi are basically languishing because of vaccine hesitance. People just are not getting them. And vaccination has slowed down overall because there were 15 million like tainted doses in Maryland that did not go out. To be clear, nobody was injected with these. There was just the worst. Somebody made the, that's a work mistake too. Oh, that's the one that's where, a whoopsie. where they mixed up the ingredients with the AstraZeneca because it was like the yeah. factory was making AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson. And now they're just making one. And they mixed up the ingredients. Yeah, right. but like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no one died, but probably like as a result, maybe, but damn. Like, yeah, yeah that's luckily not- none of those were taken out. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So... For this reason, a number of prominent health officials are suggesting to flood those zones of high infection rates with vaccinations rather than fulfilling second dose requirements where cases are low. So the trials say that we should get these vaccines within three to four weeks, but the trials also don't know what happens if we don't. Obviously, those trials wanted to happen quickly. Um, So there's reason to believe that we could wait a little bit longer. The UK has been doing this and they are they're honestly kind of right where we are. We're both approaching half of people having a first dose. So I don't know how you can really compare them, but bringing it back to the politics is that no matter how many doses we have, we're still encountering a vaccine hesitancy. It's mostly coming from white Republicans who are not only reluctant to get the vaccine since they don't believe in COVID in the first place, but they're now further enraged by the concept of vaccine passports. I have heard experts of all political persuasions, and by that I mean like crazy MAGA people and not crazy MAGA people, admitting that this term does invoke some like freedom of movement, big brother weirdness for some people that have that context. Uh, Some of them have like trauma to justify that context and some do not. 
someone who does not is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has issued an executive order basically barring all businesses from acquiring proof of vaccinated customers. That extends possibly to cruise lines in Florida, two of which have said they're going to require proof of vaccination. Uh, it's unclear if DeSantis can even do this, but the vaccine reluctance seems to be emerging. It started with, oh no, it's mostly, it's almost entirely people of color who just don't trust the system. That turned out being not a little bit overstated. And plus the, the awareness efforts were, I think, really strong in some places. And now it's like, no, it's basically most of Trump supporters <laughs> do not want to get vaccinated. It's exactly the assholes who have been being assholes over everything else. Imagine that. The yeah, exact well, same people are being assholes again. <laughs> well, it's also like the, the break between like <clears throat> the UK thing is just like, it's just fucked up because the people who can't get the vaccine, who are more likely to get the vaccine, white people in affluent areas, they don't want the vaccine. And people of color, like they have low vaccination rates. So that's like what, what the, 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 the health officials are recommending. It's like, OK, let's just like stop giving second doses, like first doses, protect people enough. Let's give as much first doses as possible. Um, <clears throat> and like go door to door and like sense this kind of stuff, which I'm like. I'm one and I'm like, yeah, like we should be doing that. And like, if you don't want the vaccine, like it's just like annoying because, you know, like anti-vaccine general is like, you know, oh, well, I don't see it affecting my daily life. And it's like, yeah, because it's working. It's, it's just tough. Like it's a tough thing. Right. And then at the same time, it's like this uncultured. It is just this privilege of like, I'm just like. You have to get vaccinated to travel to certain countries. You have exactly, to be vaccinated yeah. to go live in dorms, like to 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 go to college. Go like to you school. have to be vaccinated to go to school. Um, and that's part of our social contract of like, you know, protecting each other. Uh, I mean, it's a public health thing. And, you know, like, again, my dad has an autoimmune condition. He cannot get vaccinated yet. We do not know when he can get vaccinated. They still need to do like tests on people like him to make sure that he can get vaccinated. But if we reach herd immunity, he is protected Safe. as well. And there are people who are protected like that. It protects babies. Like it's, it's <laughs> oh really? The Republicans don't want to protect babies. Babies. No, they it don't want to protect babies. Babies from getting things because the babies can't be vaccinated. It's like it really is a public duty to get vaccinated. I guess we just haven't required a public duty of our citizenry like this in a couple in a long time in a couple Ooh, generations if one of these assholes kills my dad i'm gonna be so mad i know no, and i'm sure he's desperate really to get the vaccine off. like i'm sure he is waiting for the day when they're oh, like yeah, it's we're safe calling... you're gonna head down the second it is and there oh, are doses in... all the time we're like please tell us he can get the vaccine and he's like please stop calling me that's why yeah. it's so frustrating because I, I do hear people that are like public health experts who to me just implies d Democrat or liberal because mm -hmm. they believe in science saying the media really needs to take politics out of this. And I'm like, sir, ma'am, I did not put it in. Like we can't, ex what do you mean at this point for responsible outlets to extract politics would be political and would be irresponsible because when we state facts, we come off as political. We're stating facts about the vaccine because one person will be like, well, I know somebody who maybe got a blood clot. Her sister said she did in the comments. And I'm like, you can't come here with that shit. No, like, it's like, and if you make space for those 
of course you have to make space for unpopular and upsetting information, but I don't think the media should make as much space as it is, which I think is what we're seeing this morning, which is that headlines are not saying one in a million people get this dose. Like the, the, the headlines should be boring ass headlines that include the context that like, this is a pause because of an exceedingly rare issue. And like, if you've already been taking the pill, you don't need to worry. Well, I mean, that goes to a whole other issue of like media outlets relying on clickbait and like oh, of course. The whole capitalism and all that stuff. Of course. But, I mean, capitalism. The, man, the capitalism and all that stuff. <laughs> the primary <laughs> disease of capitalism. Wait, we got to put it on a t-shirt. The whole yeah, capitalism the prim- and all that stuff. The whole that ca- cap- but I feel like, <clears throat> I just wonder too of like, because you're asking like public, I, I, I just wonder if the hesitancy is like in more rural areas or like places where it's what you said, it's like suburban affluent white people who can go to Walgreens in five minutes feel as interconnected or don't rely on in their community as much. You know what I mean? Like to, to do stuff like, yeah, like when they have a problem, they go to their parents who have wealth or they, you know, they don't rely on like, the government or other people in their community or like their neighbors, you know what I mean? It's like all this thing. So then, yeah, like, it's like, oh, it's a violation of my privacy. You know, it's this like different worldview, which is shaped by how you grew up and stuff. And, and that's fine, you know, but um, yeah, you're right in that people like that who have lived isolated like that, who, who, whose world has been shaped like that have not been asked to sacrifice do something for the greater you know mm-hmm. um that you know without their like maybe they'll do like an alternative spring break or something like that's their way <laughs> right. or like on their terms they drove to the grand canyon this they year. <laughs> drove to yeah like like they're doing things on their terms but never like the government is requiring you to do this or like we should do this as a community which is like a different you know it's just a different it's like if east germany like if people that used to live in east germany could get on board with these restrictions then americans can who have had freedom of movement forever like i angela merkel i just she's retiring later this year and i just want to do like a mini series on her because i just love her but she said when the search was like look i'm east german this makes me feel weird telling my people that they can't that they can't move around freely but Mm -hmm. that's that's sort of the reality. And I think like you were saying, Millie, these people are not interested in getting the vaccine because COVID has also not touched them to the same degree. So they probably don't have the same urgency. To end it, I wanted to brainstorm some things that we could call the vaccine passport to make white Republicans want to use it. My mm. first option is freedom certificate. Yes. If you put freedom <laughs> in like, something, mm-hmm. Republicans Patriot love pass. it. Patriot pass. <laughs> I think freedom sounds too much like freedom papers, which sounds a lot oh, like slavery. <laughs> Okay. Oh, thank um, you. Great, great, note, great note from Millie. Yeah, so, <laughs> from Millie. So, you know, I don't hate it, but I feel like we can do. No, I'm going to say what? we can the cut irony, that one. The irony of calling it freedom papers. I, I don't hate it. Like, I think that it's so I think I think there's something there. In the okay, but what about Patriot Pass? I Patriot love Patriot Pass. Pass. I also like MAGA medallion. MAGA medallion. <laughs> OK, okay yeah. I, I think, like that. You know, and I feel like um, so funny that Republicans have literally co-opted freedom, freedom. <laughs> from, oh, from- God. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. No, but like it is making America. F- it's like America first and in, in like in small letters in vaccinations. Yeah. Like, America yeah. first. 
in vaccination. Or like America first to board. To mm-hmm. board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like vaccine passports. Um, what about party pass? Party pass <laughs> is great. Party pass has a little is, elephant is on not, it. That's not really. Oh, that's great for the young people. That's for the young Republicans who love to go to Cancun's. <laughs> And the Cancuns. <laughs> um, party pass is very Yeah, that's what Matt Gates hands out to his girlfriends. His party uh, passes. Ginger Lucky. Um, did you report, Amanda? I know, taking a small uh, a sharp right turn into just a little update on Ginger Lucky, because I know we talked about it in we our did. group chat, but I do want to bring the discourse here Please. of like if you have if you have a chance, listeners, to look up <laughs> anything about Ginger Lucky. It is sad. It is like, it is like. It makes no sense. No, it's literally like you're watching 90 Day Fiance. You're watching this guy get a girl from Mm -hmm. a a bustling city in a different country and bring her in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, oh, no, he's about to ruin her life. That, my friends, is is reading the Matt Gates Ginger Lucky story. I mean, it's true. She like went to Harvard Business School and works in like renewable resource and waste reduction it's very very confusing we, but i think her family's conservative and her family cares about that stuff and she she just doesn't like oh whatever you well, know according mm-hmm. to a spokesman for matt gates uh he and his fiance are lounging and at trump Durrell, not waiting for an appointment with trump no. that trump won't allow they're just lounging they're just happy to be there no they're not begging trump to talk no. to them not begging no, no. they're, they're just not there just, just like a normal people for him to acknowledge them <laughs> certainly not they're just vacationing at one of his gorgeous luxury resorts. <laughs> okay, I don't know about gorgeous, but Doral is like two hours away from Mar-a-Lago. Maybe, maybe an hour and a half. It's not close at all. No. But um, also, yeah, just that is just so disturbing. Um, everything I read about. <laughs> Very <laughs> disturbing. We got to do a, we'll do a, yeah. a Matt Gates and Ginger Lucky uh, creep dive on another episode. <laughs> Gates, if we'd like. Gates. I, I, <laughs> I do. I want to bring that up. But anyway. Excellent. Thank pass. you guys. Great show. We will see you guys tomorrow until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.